Okay, hi guys. Uh, obviously, we're expecting a few more people to pop in, and I'm sure they'll pop in as we uh, carry on. I can see a few people dropped in at the top of there. Make sure you say hi in the side in the live chat, guys, so we know you're there. We can see your picture at the top, but it's always nice if you say hi to us, um, and we know who we're talking to. We know a lot of the people that sort of come into these blabs, so it's always nice. Uh, what we're going to do, well, we're just going to talk about U the Udemy messaging system. We've got an open seat here. Um, we're going to have one more seat, but that'll be a hot seat. So if you want to jump into the open seat, you can, but the hot seat is only for questions. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's Philomena. Well, nobody's here at the beginning. We're all going to pop in later and miss it, and then we're going to have to explain it again, Olivier. But anyway. We're here, and we're going to be talking about Udemy messaging system, and then we're just going to have a Udemy chat. So, um, some big changes, Olivier, to the Udemy sort of messaging system. What's been your sort of take? How have you sort of looked at it? Yes, uh, to me, according to me, uh, first and foremost, uh, bonjour, bonsoir. I'm Olivier Robier, and uh, it's nice to to have this talk with Mark Timberlake. Well, we, these changes were. Uh, waiting for a long time at Udemy and I think it's uh, it's it's amazing how to uh, to to create engagement within the Udemy new messaging system uh, because uh, well we have the autoresponder that uh, that can generate uh, uh, this uh, automatic message to welcome the students but also when they finish the course as well to 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 congratulate them and to send messages and I, uh, I think that all the uh, other instructors have already observed uh, the slight change or the bright changes that are already occurring with this new system that we will discuss today. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Olivia. I think that's been the, the biggest challenge with Udemy is it's, it's, well, it's get, one thing getting people into a course, but it's another thing entirely to actually get them to engage and have a conversation. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. So yeah. I think anything that increases the communication opportunities, um, yeah, that's going to be you know really really important on Udemy. So I'm going to try and remember off the top of my head what I'm going to do, guys. If you haven't seen it already, I'm just going to pop a, a link in the side here, and it's a YouTube video where I shared. Um, so lots of yes yeah, yeah. yeah on how to use it and how to use yeah. it to you know increase engagement increase sales how we can use all these new messaging things and i'm just trying to remember so what what have we got now we've got the we've got the auto messages mm -hmm. we've got review responses we've got the uh, educational announcements which you always had and we've got the promotional announcements which we've always had as well so Lots of that. That's the four key areas, and you've got personal messages as well. But they're really the four key areas of communication. So the way we would use the uh, the automated messages is one at the beginning, one at the end. They're the two emails mm -hmm. you can have. So welcome them to the course, and what that's going to do is it's just going to encourage people. And you know, I'm starting to notice that I'm getting more people responding to that welcome yeah. message. So they join the course and they say hi. And before it was really hard to get them to comment in yeah. the course, but now they just reply. So I don't know if you're seeing the same, Olivia, but people are actually saying yes. hi back now. Yes, I can see. I can see that because uh, we we personalize the experience somehow. Because uh, on uh, on Udemy, it's very hard to create um, a, a relationship, a kind of relationship from let's say mentor or uh, instructor to student. 
because we lose the, uh, I, know, I don't know if it's the right term in English, the synchronicity uh, between uh, in real time. We don't have real time for, for now, but I think that uh, Udemy will make it some, someday. And uh, this, this really uh, creates an opportunity to engage with the student. So I, I get some messages, they, they say, hi, thank you, uh, nice. And so uh, right now you have the possibility to create this contact, this first contact, because it's really important to personalize uh, the experience with the teacher somehow. It's very good. Yeah, and the other thing is as well, is the psychology of reviews. Um, myself and Philomena, we ran an eBay business for 12 years. And so the psychology of reviews on these types of third party platforms, really important to understand how they work. Yeah. And the psychology, the way it works here is that people, if you make a connection with them, if you know someone, you like someone, you take their course, or you have a sense of connection with that person, mm -hmm. you're much more like less likely to, to leave a negative review. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know the person, it, you're not, it, you, there's you no reason the, why you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's just a cold response to the course. But when you yes. create a connection, now it's about, actually, it's about people don't like saying bad stuff about people. If they know that person, they feel uncomfortable doing it. So by creating a connection, it's going to slow down that process yeah. or, you know, there's going to be a genuine connection that goes on, not an artificial one, but a genuine connection. And then the reviews aren't going to be from that person. You're going to find that the reviews are probably going to be much more favorable. And if they've got issue, they're going to feel comfortable connecting and telling you. Yes. So that's the other part of it. And then the other thing is as well is the, the email at the end, you now can send. So when someone completes the course, they'll get a, a message at the end. And um, I don't know if they get that if they mark the course 100% complete, Olivier. Yes, I think it's only for 100%. I don't know if you can uh, you can slide or switch and or change the the percentage, okay. but I, I observed that that you have yeah. to uh, the student has to uh, fulfill all the course in order to receive this email. That uh, but that, okay. that's also okay. That's also okay yeah. because you can be aware of that and eventually have uh, another connection with, uh, with him or her. Mm -hmm. Because I think, well, uh, sometimes uh, we, we, have, we also have the same problems with the authors or instructors. When you create a course, uh, well, you, you put all your heart in it, you, you, all your expertise, and uh, well, after that, it's only, let's say, a product. And uh, uh, it's hard to learn and to have the possibility on Udemy, but, it, it will be, uh, I, I think so, to have the, this connection, to, to, became, uh, to become, sorry, to become a communicator with, uh, with people, mm. because teaching is uh, also a very personal connection. Uh, mm. And uh, mm. it, it, we are creating this with Udemy. It's, it's a real progress. I, I, yeah, I like Paula, <laughs> Paula, did, um, Paula did a good article the other day, didn't she, on synchronous and asynchronous learning, where synchronous yeah. learning is yeah. good old time yeah. learning yeah. and asynchronous yeah. is delayed learning. Yeah. So you produce something and they watch it after you produce it. It's not a live mm -hmm. interaction. And Udemy is asynchronous. Um, yeah. It's not, you're not there with them at the time. So yeah. anything that sort of starts to bring that little bit of connectivity in that encourages people to communicate is always going to be good. So that's that's so. So the the end email. I just think it's another just a nice place to touch base, especially if you've yeah. got multiple courses. If you've got multiple courses, 
and you just say at the end, blah, blah, blah. You know, one of the things you can say in that last email is, um, you know, great, you've completed the course, you've got your certificate, make sure you update your LinkedIn profile. An invitation to the to yeah. the other courses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you're not allowed to promote in the last email, but yeah. what you but what you can do is the LinkedIn um when someone completes the course they get a certificate. I've never done it myself, but I've just what Udemy have said basically, you can actually then place that course certificate on LinkedIn and it shows us some on your yes I did it did I it, did yeah. it on my yes I did it on my uh, on my uh, LinkedIn profile so you can uh, you, you have to fill uh, in the form within LinkedIn that you uh, you you got this dip diploma from uh, Udemy you put the link the URL of the diploma when you get it uh, on your uh, mailbox and yes uh, it's it's recognized over there you have the uh, a small uh, tiny uh, udemy logo and it's okay you have your diploma on linkedin it's working yeah yeah that's good i've not actually seen it olivier so i'd like to see that you'll have to after the show you'll have to send me a link to your profile so i can see what it looks ah, like okay <laughs> okay of course <laughs> um yeah so that's that's that and then we're, obviously we've got the what we uh the the review and rating responses which i think is really powerful so yeah. when someone leaves a review or a rating if they leave a review yeah. you can mm -hmm. respond to the review in the on the course landing page that's really really yeah. powerful because you know if someone comes along there's two sides to this one side is a negative someone comes along and says you smell yeah you know your course smells and you smell you can go back and say well you know thank you for the feedback the reason this might smell is maybe there was this going on or maybe this mm -hmm. course wasn't quite right for you or you know and you can reply to them professionally and then what what's really important about that is people will read more into your response than the review because they know that yes. some people are just miserable and grumpy and stuff mm -hmm. you know and some people just having a bad life as we say and they're just gonna really hammer you <laughs> You know, some people yeah. are going to genuinely have a genuine criticism and that, you know, we, we must take feedback from that. But some but people. We, yeah. we call them trolls. <laughs> they, they exist. This is a concept. But yeah. uh, uh, what I, I think is very is fine. It's very powerful. You have to use this uh, um, this possibility with care, because first, first of all, you have to build, uh, let's say, ethics. You have when you uh, when you, you teach. You have to 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 be to fulfill your philosophy, uh, to put it in action, and to have ethics. So it's it's okay to put your ethics within your answer, and so you can appear uh, with all all you have to say. You can defend yourself, but also uh, prove that you are a, a kind person, a good teacher, and uh, uh, maybe reverse uh, as you discussed in your video. You, you could reverse maybe the the wrong position, the wrong um, opinion that it had or she had about your the course or one point of your course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So guys, we're just going to lock the seat for a little while now, but don't go away because we're going to open it up. Because me and Olivia, stay just with gonna, us. Olivia, just going to cover these base points at the beginning. So we've got this yes. out of the way. Then we can open it up and we can just talk about this and anything else just generally you to me. But we want this first bit if we can get it. So yep. 
we've got so we can leave a response to a negative but we can leave a response to a positive and this is what's really powerful for me it's like it's showing your personality it's showing who you are so mm -hmm. when someone responds and leaves you a nice review and you go and say thank you i really appreciate this point you left and uh, you know i really appreciate the ratings that's really really powerful now the other thing is the ratings so we've got the rating side of things now well they don't appear on your course landing page when someone leaves stars without a review mm -hmm. but what you can do is you respond to them and i don't think it's quite live yet but what i've been told by udemy by what lindsay said in the studio and the faculty is that when you respond they will get an email saying what you response so if someone leaves a free star you can just say thank you for the free star rating what would you like to see improved in the course Mm -hmm. with me leave a five star rating thank you for the five star rating really really appreciate that um and again you show your appreciation but if it's a negative it gives you a communication now you could have messaged yeah. them before and i used to do that all the time but now i can just do it in the reviews and go down and and if you're looking for an instructor tab uh go to instructor dashboard you'll see a review thing go down there and click yeah, on, just on, the, on the right yeah yeah so that's that's sort of you know how you can use that and then we've got the education announcements now yeah. coming back to synchronous and asynchronous udemy does not use, give live education or asynchronous uh, course but what they do allow us to do is things like this blab yeah and hangouts so they're the two things that have been permitted blabs and hangouts i know they've been permitted i'm sure periscope has will be okay but just check with them but they've said we can use blabs what that means is when you have an educational announcement you can hold a blab like this on your course topic email all the people in your udemy course both paid and free if you've got a free course and just mm -hmm. let that one sink in for a bit and then you can point them to this hangout where they can come and have a discussion with you and, and other people can then join in as well so people from outside can join in but you can drive people from your course to interacting with you and now you've got the opportunity of doing as paula pointed out that synchronous education not yes. asynchronous so you can say to someone come and jump in having a hangout uh, or having a blab Ask me any question about the subject, like we, me and Olivia are going to do today once we're doing this up. And ask any question, we're going to try and answer them for you. And I've announced that to um, our courses. Olivier's announced it to some of his communities. Yeah. But we can now bring that, bring them in. So that's, I think that's really powerful, the education, how we can use the education announcements. I don't know if you've got any more thoughts on that, Olivier. Uh, yes. Um... Educational announcements are a really good experience because you can, yeah, you, you can engage people. And as you said in your video, uh, you, you don't have to be afraid. All instructors have to be afraid to use it, to use them, because it's not spamming. They already mm. have, uh, they already gave the, the okay to 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 get this uh, this kind of emails. And so, uh, well, uh, as I as I have uh, French courses for for the time being and only one in English. I can observe that well. People, English people, react better because they are uh, already accustomed to to this kind of uh, interaction with by by email. But as again, we have to do educational uh, um, educational marketing about that. How to uh, to use them? I I try to use them. I will use them. Educational announcement and also promotional uh, announcement because we uh, we don't have to. To neglect those possibilities, Udemy is offering us mm. uh, 
many steps to, to use them to leverage our engagement with students. Yeah, and like you brought, you, you remind me of that point, it's not spam when someone's giving you permission. Yeah. Really important because people think if I send someone, um, if I send someone emails and I've got four a month for my course, I'm spam, email equals spam. And that's actually not the way it works. It's not email equals spam. Unsolicited yeah. email equals spam. Useful and relevant email is not spam. Now, you can upset, maybe you might upset a few people if they get too many emails from you, but it's not spam. It's a different thing. So it's just getting out of that mindset. And that's the same for the two promo educate, uh, the promotional emails. If you've got multiple courses, two promotional emails, I would just say, long and short of it, just use them, guys. You've got two emails, use them. You know, do two different offers in the month, maybe highlight a different course in each one and switch it up a bit, but don't be frightened to tell people that you've got course other courses that they can buy because they will. And I shared in my YouTube video, which I posted earlier, mm -hmm. you know, I think this month, my Udemy internal promotional emails is 40% of my income. Use yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's Use a lot. It. Yeah, one of them was 25%, the other was 15% of my income. So when people say, I don't want to use them, that's fine, but you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. As long as you differentiate those two offerings, don't repeat the same offering, differentiate mm -hmm. them. You know, an offer every two weeks is okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So I think, Olivia, unless you've got any other points, we'll open it up and... Um... I, th I, I see, sorry, we have a, a question from uh, Tracy Goodwin. Uh, yeah, she's uh, asking. So, uh, once I, I will read it. Uh, once we respond as instructors, does the student have the ability to then respond back on the review system, or is it the end of it? Just curious if it becomes a dialogue or not. Good question, That's... Tracy. What actually happens is this, and I'll take this question and we'll open up the seat if anyone wants to jump in. Yeah. What actually happens is is if they leave a rating or review, you respond, and once it's live, we're still waiting for it to go live, um, but Udemy said they'll get a notification when you've responded. If they then reply to your review or change their review, your response disappears, and I think you're going to get a notification, but I'm not completely clear on that. Mm -hmm. So, and I think then in your messages, with that person, it will be recorded as a dialogue. So you can see the dialogue. Um, I'm not completely sure on that. Lindsay in the Udemy studio did talk about it, but I, 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 that's my understanding how it's gonna be. But until it's rolled out and all the bugs have been ironed out, it's gonna be uh, pretty much like that, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, my wife Philomena says, totally agree. Best to use both of your promotions. You yeah. know, if I've not done them, she's like, have you done your promotion yet? When you do your promotion, <laughs> she's the accountant. But, but as you pointed it, uh, Udemy offers us only two uh, pr promotional and uh, education announcement per month. So it's certainly not spam because, well, two, two emails per, per month, maybe four, it's not. So you have to carefully prepare them. Do you... Uh, do your uh, stuff uh, and write and choose the opportunity to communicate uh, with uh, 
uh, a very good point or to your other courses or to respond to 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 point to a blab or a google hangout for mm. other information yeah so you get two promotions four educations don't be frightened to use them guys they're there for a reason um okay so what i'm going to do now guys i'm opening up the seat so if anyone wants to jump jump in just say hi yeah, come in chat. just come Please. in and talk to us and uh any questions just start throwing them in the side if you don't want to jump in guys yeah so that's that part done olivier sorry that's that part done we've got the the, the main information part out of the way Yes, I know, I know. Uh, or when I, I do the, all the blabs, uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy welcoming this part where people uh, are allowed to jump in. And uh, well, come on, guys, <laughs> don't yeah. be afraid. Yeah, don't jump out. If you've got a webcam and a thing, just, you know, just jump on in, guys. But if you've got any questions about Udemy in general, um, ah, we'll have one person, person calling in. Okay, let's just say accept. Jody. Donald Trump. Hello. Donald Trump, baby. Hello. Hello. Oh. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. Uh, uh, Rob, okay. how should how sh how should could we handle one star ratings with no review context? Um, mm -hmm. this is this has been a big issue for instructors. Yeah. Um, so a one star rating or even a, a, a half star rating, you can get 0 0.5. <laughs> wow. Maybe you zero know, is better. Yeah. <laughs> 0 0.5. You can get half a rating. Wow. <laughs> what do you do when you get one? Well, uh, Mike says, okay, we'll come back to that. Man. Yeah. To, yeah. To Michael. Yeah. This is review management. This is, this is, this is still the same as it's ever been on any platform. What you've got now is obviously on the reviews, you've got the right to reply. So if they leave a review, you can reply. And oftentimes when people leave a stuff half star rating or something, it's because the course isn't suitable. I get this on my free course, free courses people come in and I make it really clear my social media marketing for beginners course. This is for complete beginners. This is for the person who, you know, has just found Facebook. That's who this is for. You know, yeah. this is not for someone who's marketing a business to been marketing. And I'm really clear who it's for. And I'll still get people coming in and saying, I wish it was more advanced. It's not for them. So when they leave a review, saying, you know, this stuff, da, 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 I will just reply really politely and say, you know, this course um, is designed for beginners. Maybe a more advanced course would have been more suitable for you. So I try and give the negative a context. Now, it's a little bit more difficult when they leave a rating, a half-star rating, because <laughs> well, it, you just got the rating. You've just been hammered, and there's no response. Yeah. The, the guy you know, wants to hurt because uh, yeah. well, it's too it's too it's too hard. I, I think you have. Uh, I, I think about the poster made by Robin Slee and uh, shared on on the OV. Uh, the poster or infographic. I, I don't know how to to say it in English properly. But uh, the 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 idea was when you uh, 
when you get a, a very bad review, you have to, to do like, let's say, meditation. You have to stop, breathe, mm -hmm. calm down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you do, don't forget that if you have a one star or zero and a half star among many other stars, it will disappear. It's, it's like Amazon. It's like eBay. Well, it's, it's mm -hmm. normal. Mm -hmm. You have, you have it's statistics. It's the, the ghost, mm. uh, ghost uh, I don't know how, how to say, the, the bell of ghosts. I don't know if, you, if it's uh, properly spelled in English, la cloche de ghost. Well, when you have statistics and you have also the long tail, okay? You have long tail people leaving uh, mm. very bad reviews. That's it. You have to face it and don't be mad about it. Yeah, and it is. It's about, it's about you know, how dare you leave a review <laughs> on my magnificent course? How dare yeah. you? You can't react like that. Yeah. And it's hard, guys. <laughs> gotta let the emotion die down you gotta let it fade yeah. you don't respond in anger mm -hmm. but when it's a rating you're gonna have to reach out basically and try and get engagement and if you can't there's not a lot you can do about it because you can't show it's malicious yeah, um, you have to let go it in, go yeah go in and have a look make sure it's not a competitor who's got the same course in your category and he's just decided to give you a point five star and guys you're more likely to get this on free coupons than paid coupons mm -hmm. so i think this actually affects the free coupon strategy a little bit now I think you've got to be aware of that, that people that take a free course, um, they tend to, there's a, there's a percentage of those people that really take free coupons that really just act as if the, you owe them something because they've taken your course. Maybe they despise the, the free course. What, I don't know. They, they, they don't have, a, they don't give it a, a great value because I think it's free. Well, mm, mm, mm. I just want, yeah, I just want to shout out to people. Michael, great to have you here. I'll just come to your question in a minute. And uh, Michael's been in a few of my courses, I believe. If that's the same, Michael. Yes. Um, Tracy uh, Goodwin, good to have you here. And uh, Daniel, hi, Daniel. Just a few people hi, jumping in there. And I just see Sue Mosley join. So it's great to see Sue. Uh, hi, Sue. Um, so I assume based what has been said, I'm just going to take this question from Michael Milson, Olivier. I assume yeah. based on what has been said that these promotional emails are all done manually as and when you want to send them out. Is there a way to set them up ahead of time to go out automatically? A specific I to schedule them. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, there <laughs> isn't. Um, so, uh, no, there isn't. Basically, you have to send them out when it's right for you. Yeah. Uh, little tip, because... guys. I found Monday's really good. There's not enough people in it to affect my strategy here, but Monday seems to be quite good. Uh, uh -huh. out permit, which is completely counterintuitive, but I think Mondays maybe people get to Thursdays and the inbox start filling up with all sorts of stuff, and Monday's a quiet day. So I noticed on my last promo, me and Phil noticed that Monday, their promo went, I think it was the best promo we'd ever done. And it was a Monday. Uh -huh. Just a little tip uh -huh. for that, guys. So my, my, your you. mileage might vary. But um, <laughs> so no, what I do, Michael, is that I, I will basically create my thing. Make sure you've got an image at the top. Top tip here, guys, get your pens out. When you put an image in your promo email, 550 pixels wide. Yeah, 550. Do not you, you, do it any wider. So resize you could, your image. You can always send yourself an email to check. But I, yeah. I had also the experience on MailChimp. Uh, you, you can see it 
perfectly, but you can you can test all the uh, the uh, mailing clients that uh, mm. exist on the, on Earth. It's it's not possible. So it's a very good tip that you g give us the mm. the width of uh, yeah. Of I this see. Image. I, I get a few because uh, I've signed up to quite a few courses. Um, I get a lot of promotional emails, and I see massive images come through, and then tiny text. And what it is, yeah. if you just drop a big image. Go through Gmail will not shrink that image. It will show the original size, for instance. And think how many people on Gmail. You do it 550 pixels, you're pretty much good to go most of the time. Yeah, good tip. Yeah, so um, let's just see that. Okay. Uh, so we've got that, got that, got that, got that. Have other questions? Okay, great question from Rob. When creating, let's just make sure I didn't miss yeah. any. Um, we had a comment. Let me just pick that up from Daniel. Yeah. Daniel Persk, you can respond and always come across as the one who is there to help, in my opinion. Yeah, when you're responding to reviews, you're the, you're the reasonable, helpful one. And that's the, one, the way you've got to come across when you respond to reviews in your stream, negative reviews. You've got to manage it. You've got to be the reasonable um the reasonable ones. That's a great point there. Yeah, of course. Mm. Be because you are the, the person uh, who remains on Udemy. The students may come and go, and you have to you have a reputation to, <laughs> to protect somehow. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. So when creating educational emails, do you include new content or content from different parts of the course? Mm -hmm. New content would be added value, but existing content might encourage students to watch specific lectures. Yeah, it, there's different ways you can do it, Rob. I tend to use it to um, let people know stuff like this is going on. That's that's how I tend to use mine. Is I I feed it into my marketing. Simple as that. You know, it's and when I say marketing, people people have a misconception about what marketing is about. So they think marketing they confuse marketing and hard sell. But when you're an instructor, the, the key thing you have to get across in the marketplace is your expertise. and You've got to create a connection with your students. So if you want to position yourself as an expert, they've got to be exposed to you. People have got to be exposed to you. So that means you've got to put yourself out there in things like blabs like this. Or what I do now is I'm creating a lot of YouTube videos, really high quality YouTube videos that uh, I'm going to be using. And then when I use an education announcement, I will tell them about my YouTube video. So I can point them to content as anywhere, as long as I don't make them sign up to access it. So that means like that when I launch a, a YouTube video, for instance, here's an SEO tip. There's a, there's, someone's calling in, let me see who that is. Nick, okay, let's see, Nick. Uh, I'm just gonna share a real top tip with you here. And, um, Nick's dropped out. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So Nick dropped out. I'm not sure why. So if you want to jump in and you want to discuss you to me, then jump back in. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Okay. So let's just say you've got a YouTube video mm -hmm. uh, in a niche area on a subject that you've got a course on and you want that YouTube video to rank. Okay. What you can do is if you can get a lot of viewers on that video in the first 24 hours, Udemy will take that and promote that video in the side column when someone's searching. So you'll get extra weight. Now, once your video has got extra weight, what that's just in, in essence done 
is now it's ranked higher so now you're going to get more views so it's, it's, it's a thing so when you want launch a youtube video for instance and it's education it's about your course content you want to get some traffic on it at the beginning it's like a udemy course you want to get some traffic on it right at the beginning any search engines the same if it sees new content with a huge, a big spike in comparison to the other content that's around that's similar it's going to give it a high quality score yeah and then so you think about it you've got an education announcement you've got a youtube it's valuable to them but the additional benefit that you get you know and it's got to be valuable for them it can't just be valuable for you valuable for them they watch your video bomb they might subscribe and um, you can point them somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see you coming <laughs> yeah so that they can they can watch the video you get a big bump and now your video is sitting in that search engine very favorably so there's a there's a there's a top tip there okay have i missed anything olivia i see we've got uh daniel's asking a question here I yeah hope. but because uh, can you read that one Daniel? didn't make it in didn't oh, jump finished. in yeah okay uh, oh, well, it's a it's a real hard question he 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 asks us how to to know which strategy to use in order to to make people people come to uh to his courses well that's a whole point that's a whole the whole problem you have yeah. to build a, a, a wide digital frame let's say you have to also to 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 promote within udemy to uh, to use the udemy seo there are very good courses made by uh, mark timberlake also and scott duffy and other instructors that can explain it to you but you have also to promote outside udemy you have to, to have a very wide uh, web let's say blog also youtube channel maybe ebooks uh to to build your a, a kind of digital frame or iron pentagon there is also this kind of uh, concept mm, mm. yeah hard to say yeah the way i describe it depends it, on sorry yeah the way i describe <laughs> it is a marketing funnel so you have to create a marketing yeah. funnel um one of the things to understand about udemy is udemy are going to promote courses mm -hmm. that have lots of sales Mm -hmm. Lots of people signing up, lots yeah. of engagement, and lots of reviews. So it's a chicken and egg. So it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like, um, and you'll see this. You, this is why launch strategy on Udemy is really important. It's almost like the old motorcycle. Do you remember you had the crank arm or the old car, and you had to, you know, you didn't just press a button. You had to put a bit of work and turn it, and eventually the engine would fire. That's mm -hmm. what it's like with a Udemy course. You've got to turn the crank. You've got to turn the engine. You've got to drive some traffic to that course. Mm -hmm. If you're in a competitive niche, you've got to drive traffic to your course. You've got to start promoting and get students to that course. And when Udemy see that, they will start selling the course. And people people miss that sometimes. Now, what you're going to see is some people are going to go into the studio and say, "Look, I just released this course and I made ten thousand dollars in my first week." And you're like, amazing wow. yeah you're like wow it's really <laughs> just release a course and you get ten thousand dollars now what's actually happened is they're releasing a course in a really hot topic and it's probably a very good course yeah. um so there's a natural audience they don't have to crank the engine so there's two yeah. types of course there's ones where you've got the push button ignition 
just click a button, you load your course and you're done. And then most of us are in the turn the crank market. Mm -hmm. And for instance, my social media marketing course is number two on Udemy. Now, when I release that course for the first six months, it was on page five or six. Mm -hmm. Same course. Now it's on page two. So how, how did you do it? <laughs> let, let, let me let me just say let me just give you one little one little tip one little tip <laughs> my my free social media marketing course is number two yeah and my paid social media marketing course is number two okay there's a correlation there uh-huh okay and it's so, uh, so i hope you catch that guys that's for the really sharp ones i'm not going to explain it any more than that because some of you guys are probably producing social media marketing courses and i like being number two um <laughs> <laughs> yes hats for cats yes robin i remember that it's an old joke if anyone's wondering hats for cats um so i, I, I yes, tried another but, thing maybe it's another idea i am testing it because i launched a course a french course about how to write fiction and well i i, I didn't launch it very well it's a, it it didn't work but what to do with this course i'm trying to podcast it because, well, I can easily convert the videos into uh, a podcast, into MP3, and then uh, launch then every week, and then create, uh, let's say, after the podcast, I can, I can uh, put a little uh, link with a coupon to my course, and then generate and, and somehow uh, rebuild, relaunch uh, this course uh, somehow. Uh, it's, it, you, you can recycle you, your, video, your video somehow using only uh, the audio track. It yeah, that's 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 a great tip. It's like someone Thank asked you. in the studio earlier. It's a great tip, Olivia. Someone asked in the studio earlier in uh, Udemy Studio, and they said, "Why I'm, I I put my free course on Udemy and I get a lot of low ratings." Now, guys, free course on Udemy, you're going to get low ratings. Don't expect anything higher than a four star course. You're just going to track the bottom feeders, and they're going to ding you. But that doesn't mean you can't still create a free course. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean it's not viable. It just means you have to be realistic about what's going to happen. And then he said, well, I might as well just put my content on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then I won't get any reviews. And I said, well, just do both. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're talking about here, Olivier. It's called repurposing content. Yeah. So let's just say you, you've got, let's just use a free course as an example. So you're going to mm -hmm. repurpose that content. You create the video. You put that on Udemy. You take the same video, you put that on YouTube. As I put, I've got my YouTube marketing, uh, my Udemy free training. You'll find that on Udemy. You'll also find it on YouTube. So whichever way people come in, whenever there's a search engine, you've got opportunity to reach people. So you take that free course, you stick it on on there. Mm -hmm. And if you can, if it's that type of course where you can extract the audio, like Olivier said, yeah. You can you can then create an audio file. You can sell it as a uh, you can upload it as a podcast, maybe a series yeah. of podcasts, and then Kindle, which is what you've done. You've had great success with the Kindle, haven't you, Olivier? What, yes, did you share yes. a little bit what you've done on the Kindle side of things? Because I haven't yes, actually of course. Yet. Yes, of course. Uh, actually, uh, in fact, we are converting some of our courses, the paid courses, into eBooks on Kindle um, in French, and uh, well, it's it's. Uh, we, we are doing the linking between all our uh, internet presences and all the internet, the web embassies, uh, because uh, if you can, uh, our job as instructors, it's to create content. 
but also to create uh, to 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 the purpose of the people. They are uh, reading people. They are uh, watching uh, video watching people. They are also podcasting people. That we have to adapt and also to adapt our content to the uh, different uh, places. So we had success. Let's say uh, we have created with my wife Christina, which uh, who is also instructors on on. Uh, his instructor on Udemy, who have created a collection of uh, um, traveling tips and traveling e-guides. Okay, we are uh, so we we have created a free course about travel travel tips, traveling tips on Udemy. And on this uh, course, we invite people in the bonus section to uh, say to 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 share our experience experience in our Kindle books and in our Kindle books in the first part of the the books we make uh, the link to to the course so we can make this kind of circle and generate interest and now we have a good rating uh, uh, on amazon we have also good success uh, let's say about uh, we have a, a travel e-guide on martinique our uh, the island where we live now and it's the the, the top the top leader the, the leader on the, on the category so it's it's good also to convert if uh, whenever it's possible it's well it's quite easy let's say if you are capable of producing uh, video content with high quality you can easily extract all the text and transform it into uh, an ebook it's mm. it's okay mm. you can do it <laughs> yeah and and it's it's a really powerful way and the way to understand it is to understand modern marketing techniques there's two ways of of actually doing marketing yeah. um one is to go out and find people yeah. and try to sell them what mm -hmm. you've what you're doing. That's one way. Okay, you can go out and try and try and sell. Mm -hmm. Now the other way is to there's people actually already looking for your content. So if they're looking for your content, what you have to do is you have to take your content and then put that content into a search engine. Yeah. And if you can place your content in a search engine, mm -hmm. then people that are looking will find your content. So that's a really yeah. simple concept. So the people that are looking, they're going to use a search engine. So you make sure you've got content in that search engine. So what, so what Olivier just described, what he's done is created a Kindle, Kindle book. So he's got a book on Amazon now in, in the Kindle library. It's a search engine. Yeah. So people this will is search it. that. Yeah, YouTube is a search engine. Yeah. Facebook is not a search engine. I'm just going to throw that one in there. It's trying to become, but it's hard. It's trying to be, but nobody searches it no. in Facebook. Mm. Nobody, no. Nobody's looking in Facebook. Um, so if you can find, if you can create content, iTunes, for instance, is a search engine. They, mm -hmm. You know, when you create a podcast, a search engine. So whenever you're placing content, yeah, Udemy is a search engine. Yeah. So if you place content, especially free content, in a search engine, people will find you. Then you can convince them of your expertise. And then you can point to your premium product. And in Udemy, we can do that. In the last lecture of our free Udemy course, we can point to our paid course and give them a coupon, give them a special offer, call to action. They can go there. And that's the essence of it. Once you grasp that, what you'll, you'll be thinking, you won't be thinking, how can I market? You'll be thinking... What is the search engine that people are using that I can get found in? Yeah. 
So when a platform comes up and someone says, oh, you should be posting on Medium as a blog platform, go and have a look. Are they, is that a search engine people are searching? LinkedIn. Like a lot of people jumped onto LinkedIn blogging. I sort of held back. And the reason I held back, it's not a search engine. People don't search LinkedIn for articles. They might search Google and by roundabout route get that. But that's not a search engine. Quora, where people are searching for answers, they're search engines. So when you start thinking like that and thinking about platforms, you're going to start seeing the difference and you're going to start getting a bit more success in your marketing because you put the free content out in a place that is a search engine and people will come looking for you. And I just love it because all, I, all I've got to do, what's my main search engine? YouTube. All, I'm, all I've got to do is create some video content, stick it out there. People are going to find me. Um, uh, any more thoughts and, on that? And it's, it's, yes, I, I would like to emphasize what you said. It's, it, it's very important what you said. You have to simplify your mind. If you consider all the analogies between all the, those websites and uh, uh, places and think about them about, uh, as uh, search engines, it will simplify uh, your, your thinking and help, uh, help you tremendously to, to produce content and to put it uh, in, the, in the right place. Because I like to, 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 to talk about this fairy tale that we, uh, uh, we speak as a petit poussé in French. And I, I see that is Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb. Do you know Tom Thumb? Mm -hmm. uh, who is uh, uh, leaving some pebbles or some bread uh, after, after him to, in order to find the house uh, back. So you have to do the same. You have to create a long tail uh, pebbles and bread uh, in, order, uh, in order to, to make people uh, find you. Because it's m much easier to create those kind of contents in the, within the search engines. And then after that, they can go to your premium services and products. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, the core principles of everything I teach about online marketing is ADA, attention, interest, desire, action. Once you understand the ADA funnel, this stuff must starts yeah. to make a bit more sense. But, bef but just keep it simpler than ADA, look for search engines, put content there. So let me just say, pick up this question um, from Rob. Niche versus mainstream. Do you think niche equates to more reviews? Dedicated people are more likely to engage? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a psychology, once again. Uh, well, it depends on the niche, um, uh, but uh, may, maybe, let's see, within your course, you can also speak about general stuff and also niche. Uh, you have to, when, when, at, the, at, the big, at the very beginning, when you do your, uh, let's say, the, the mind map of your courses, when you are building this, uh, this interest, you can also uh, make a, a great uh, choices within your courses. So you can get people uh, coming. And, and that's, let's say, I will speak of myself. I, th I thought about travel as a powerful idea to drive people into our course. Okay. Uh, they discover us through travel, with this, which uh, is of a wide interest, let's say. And after that, uh, mainstream okay travel is mainstream and after that you can point them to other niche uh, courses mm. well, that that would be an example <laughs> yeah and yeah I, I would sort of agree with that olivier it's good to have a broad Thank category you. course um to catch people and then direct them into niche courses but it depends on how how broad the niche is um you know like cat, um hats for cats we've talked about this in another 
uh, OV community hangout. Um, I must put a link to the OV community in the side here in a second. But cat, uh, hats for cats, and you've got your uh, French. Olivier's got a French group as well, which is a similar sort of format to OV, but it's for French speakers. So yeah, um, we'll yeah. put the link there on that as well. But oh, thank you. Um, cats uh, hats for cats is really niche so you might not have that many people looking for hats for cats courses so i would probably start with you know a more general cat you know how to train your cat you know love to see someone train my cat but how to train your cat um you know that's a course and then you can drive down to niche within the course but the question was do you think that you get better reviews on niche courses? I think actually what happens is, I think when people pay, I think the new review systems almost caught us out. So if you've got free coupons, I would go into your course, flick down them and shut them off. Now, this goes against what a lot of what I've said before, because this has changed it slightly. If you're getting lots of low reviews in a, in a, in a premium course, not a free course, you're getting lots of low, it might be you've got some free coupons you put out there and people are still finding. I, all of a sudden, I'll get like 300 things. I shared a coupon like 12 months ago. And so like I get 120 people. All of a sudden, this coupon surfaces. 120 people come in and grab the course. You might mm -hmm. want to go and just get a bit better control of that and switch them off. Because I think what happens is, I don't think it's the people that pay so much from what i'm seeing that leave like, the people that pay i tend to find they're quite respectful with the course and the reviews yeah. people that get it for free they tend to mark it down so i'd isolate that first i would mm. really isolate that first that would be my first thing to isolate um have i got old free coupons sitting around in my coupon section in my courses if i have go and switch them off um and and see and then you know, the more engaged someone are, the better they are. But it comes back to, I don't think so much about niche, more engaged niche. I think that's, that is possibly part of it, but I think it's more about relationship. So I think it's mm -hmm. about, you know, making sure you've got some talking heads, make sure you appear, make sure you talk to them as an individual, make sure you encourage them to communicate and get help. That first email that they get from me, I say to them, you know, welcome to da, da, da. Remember, if you've got any problems, any questions whatsoever, just drop me a line. I'm here to help. I'm establishing straight away I'm there to help them more than the course. And I think that's the key. I think that's really the key in all of it. And maybe Udemy will partner with uh, Google because it would be nice to have also Google Hangout integrated within uh, Udemy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm, uh, mm, mm. Because that's, well, that, that's a trend. Okay. So Nanny says, um, it's also good to create an identifiable and cohesive identity, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, if yeah, you, I'm, I'm going to get going on this one now. Okay. I, I want to do it. I want to do a blab just on this, Nanny. But, you know, I just, we'll just touch it really quickly. Um, who are you trying to be? Who are you trying to be? Really important question you have to ask yourself with your marketing. Who are you trying to be? Yeah. And that is really, really key because you have to decide who you want to be. You know, I see people on social media marketing and they're posting stuff, even some friends of mine. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I think the world of them. But I don't have a clue what it is they're actually offering us. <laughs> uh -huh. What for? I don't okay. know. I don't yeah. know what they do. You know, I don't. 
I, I see him doing lots of posts on social media and stuff. But I have no idea whatsoever what their service actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem for people because they're not communicating who they're trying to be. And what it is, you've got to pick, you've got to be the expert in something. So if you're going to be the expert in something, you've got to pick it and then market it and work on it and prove to people free with free content that you're the expert. And if you can do that, then people will be persuaded to buy from you. So, um, so yeah, absolutely, Nanny. You know, it's good to create an identifiable and cohesive identity. You know, make yeah. sure you know who you're trying to be, what expert you're trying to be. Because I, people... Yeah, sorry, Olivier. I talk about the uh, internet ubiquity. I don't know if it's, it, it exists. The ubiquity in French is the possibility to be the same, same person everywhere. Uh, because you have to think, this is a fundamental question that you have to ask yourself. Uh, how will I communicate in order to master my uh, image within all, all the web? Because uh, uh, it's important for people, they consume your content via, uh, through Twitter, let's say, when you, when you market your course to Twitter, to Facebook, to Google+, to your Instagram, and so on and so on. And you have to be all the same uh, person uh, everywhere and have the same message. It's fundamental because it can slightly change through when you when you are uh, first two years ago. I wanted to be a writer, but not, well, I write, but not a little bit. And when I made uh, I, I met uh, Udemy and also Mark Timberlake, I changed my mind. But you have to uh, put all this new image on all your streams and all your uh, web presences because they have to. You have to align what you are doing with what with how you appear on internet. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah absolutely and you know even as simple as you know i have the same and it seems crazy but here's a little tip for what olivia was just saying i have the same portrait same portrait image on every single one of my social media channels you'll see that in the same place you know i'm communicating who i am my brand but i'll even have the same image all the time number uh, you know commercial photographer although we're we're giving that up now because the online education is is becoming very very profitable so we're slowly just letting that business die off you know we're only taking the very best work on that now um, love you. <laughs> yeah yeah that means i could just my photography is just for me again i love photography and i love my own mm, photography yeah. if that makes sense and when you're being paid to do it it's good but it's not the same um and uh you know so if if you've got to be talking about that one thing, and and we talk about this in uh, in my social media marketing course actually, and here's here's the thing. If when someone follows you, it's like they've got a hundred channels on their satellite dish or their their cable box, and they've come to you because you are the sports channel. So <laughs> if, if you if you start putting mm-hmm. out stuff that's not sports, they're going to be like, what are you doing? What's, this is the wrong channel. Mm-hmm. And the analogy I, I, that I've used in, in the course itself is this. It's like you, you get train spotters monthly, every month. Okay, so you like, you like doing train spotting. Okay, so you go out and you watch the trains, you spot them, you write the numbers down, you love all that stuff. Train spotters monthly. And you get your magazine and it's Sunday and the wife's gone shopping with the husband, Kabira, you know, um, and they've gone shopping and the kids are out and they're playing with a dog and everyone's out the house and you, you set up your cup of tea and you've got a, 
a chocolate biscuit, a couple of chocolate biscuits, and you've got your train spotters monthly. You've been working hard and you've been you're looking forward to it, and you open it up and it says World Cup goals. The best top 10 World Cup goals, you know, since 1966. Now you were expecting train spotters monthly, mm-hmm. and yet you got World Cup goals. Do you think you're going to carry on subscribing? And the next issue, you get another one. You know, you get your next magazine, and it's like ten women's fashion tips for the for the winter. And you wanted, uh, <laughs> yeah, the disappointment. Yes. Yeah. Can, so when people follow you, they're gonna they're not gonna follow you if you're not clear about who you are yeah. and who you who 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 you're presenting it. You are in the marketplace. And if you send them mixed messages, then they, they don't know to follow you because, you know, they'll follow you when you're that TV channel, you know. And if they start seeing the wrong programs on that TV channel, they'll thingy. So, you know, posting it like, you know, I say, you know, posting a fluffy cat pic is not social media marketing. Um, and that seems to be what most people think social media marketing is, unfortunately. So let's just pick up Daniel's comment. People don't pay, lean towards a group which likes to get things for free. People who pay must have other reasons are willing to invest in your course for their reason, I think. Absolutely. I think what it is, I think, Daniel, you make a good point now. I think when someone takes a free course, there's no cost to them. So there's no investment cost. So they're, not, they're just going to see a free course and go, click, sign up, watch five minutes and go, oh, that's rubbish, not what I want. Whereas someone who's paying for it, they're going to be going, right, my hard-earned money, uh-huh. okay, uh, I'm going to, all right, so I can get this course right now, and it's on sale, I can get it for $24, okay, so, okay, I've got to spend $24, I'm not just going to click, I'm going to, right, I'm reading this, let me have a look, you know, because this is my $24, that was, you know, that was free, free, uh, free hours at the bakery, you know, I'm going to check it, I'm making sure that, and it's a completely different barrier to entry. And that is the issue, I think, for a lot of it, is with a free course, it's a click. And it's free content is great and there's a way to use it. But when someone pays, they're much likely to leave a better review. Um, and you spoke about, uh, in your courses, uh, Mark, you, you spoke about this concept, which is very powerful, of uh, transactional value. Uh, transactional mm. value, when uh, you, you can get... Uh, you can exchange your course uh, with uh, something, with a, a, a yes from the... When the people ask for your coupon for your course, uh, they, they don't get it. They have to do something. You have to ask you, and this is the transaction value. This is very important uh, to, to have this when it, it may be better than to give uh, the free course away like that. It's, it's mm. much... It's, mm. it's very powerful. We yeah, have- so... For- yeah, so for instance, to, as an example of that, Olivier, is, you know, like uh, you can get access to my free course on my website. So I've got some free training on there. But when you do, you're going to have to give me your email. Yeah. You know, this is a transactional value. This is a transactional value. Mm-hmm. Although it's free, I'll just put that link there. It's not completely free. There's a <laughs> transactional value. Yeah. So people understand that. They're saying, you know, you're saying to them, I'll give you some free training, but you give me my email, you join my m- marketing list my newsletter list, and they understand that. And that's a transaction, and they're willing. But when there's no transactional value, I think that's, a, that's an issue. 
We have also a very good question from Sue, Sue Mosley. Sorry if I don't spell it. So if, if we want to teach on different subjects on Udemy, should we set up separate Udemy accounts with a different image and approach? Well, um, no. <laughs> I would say also the same because it's, it's very complicated to, to manage different. Maybe if you are schizophrenic, it's easy, but it's, it's not. You, 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 should, you should find when, when you produce content, your content is changing you somehow. It's, it's telling you how to, how to become, what is the direction. And it's, it's okay when you, but if you, if you have two fields that are completely different, I don't know, flowers I'll, or. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, you have I'll to, qualify. To consistent. Yeah. I'll qualify my no now. Um, The reason I say no is this. You do have to market yourself and you have to pick. But on Udemy, it's, it's, it's because it's a marketplace, you can create niche clusters. So, for instance, I've got, um, I've got marketing courses. Um, so if you're social media marketing, local SEO, YouTube marketing, I've got those clusters. I've got course creation, which is about how to create courses, high quality courses, you know, the stuff that Udemy wants on their site, not just, you know, normal sort of audio and stuff. My courses are aimed at producing a little bit higher quality courses. So that's that's there, the, the Udemy course creation. Then I've got some business courses, which I co-instruct with someone else, which is on business management. So this is manager training primarily. And then I've got photography courses. So I've got all four. But you will only see me marketing on my website one of those core groups. So I can have content in these different areas, but who I'm trying to be, I'm, being commu I'm communicating on is one core area. So what I particularly love is helping instructors build their own businesses. That's what I particularly love. Um, my marketing stuff is actually more profitable. You know, I could position myself just as doing online marketing, but I really love that that's the course creation side of stuff and helping people create really good quality stuff. So I've positioned myself in the marketplace as someone that helps people achieve and helps them to build online residual income-based businesses from educational material. That's what I mainly market. So I've picked one of my course clusters and I've decided that's going to be the core business I'm going to push. So I hope that makes sense. So yes and no, because I'm marketing myself outside of Udemy on this particular cluster, but within Udemy, I actually sell in four different clusters. And I, I would say also to Sue that if you have different courses, the uh, common denominator of all your courses is you, your style, uh, what what you your teaching uh, strategy, how you how you talk to people, and as human being, we are specialized and interesting in many fields of our life. If if, if one uh, student comes to your course about I don't know flowers and sees that you also have a, a course about fishing, if uh, he or she likes your style, maybe he will get to the course. It would be very hard to him uh, or her to understand that you uh, exist in another, uh, uh, with, with another avatar or personality on Udemy. It would be 
uh, it's not indicated. You have to assume that you have also many fields and it's, it would be much easier and simpler for you to, to market your courses and uh, mm. follow your passion. As Mark uh, points is, maybe it's better for you. You, you prefer something. You prefer a, a kind of, uh, of teaching. For, for example, have a course about uh, Gantt diagram, okay? Project management. Well, I like it, but it's not my cup of, my, my cup of tea, you understand? But uh, it's working, and maybe people who uh, like uh, this uh, course uh, come to my other courses. Okay. <laughs> mm. Okay, good question. I've done my competition analysis. It seems my SEO is better. I have more students. I have better engagement. I have notes the following. The instructor has more courses, more students in general. Don't you think there is some unspoken general score in Udemy so that when a particular instructor releases any course, they automatically rank higher? Um, I don't know, Daniel. I don't know. I think Udemy, what we have to understand is Udemy pick courses that they'll promote. So there's actually a manual process but they will pick that from the courses that float to the top. And I think sometimes there's a chicken and egg situation because you've got people that have created a course. I'm, so let, let me use my category. So Udemy course creation. I've got people in my category that are much higher ranked on Udemy course creation than I am. And they're teaching techniques that worked for them two years ago that no longer work, and yet they're still top. Okay, they're still top, but them techniques don't work anymore. But people don't know that they buy it, and they don't understand that the way them people got their courses to the top is no longer available. Um, so once Udemy start promoting, the revenue comes in, and once they see revenue, that revenue triggers. The continual promotion so the more revenue you generate so it once you're sort of grandfather it's hard to snowball up to the top it's hard to break into those top courses because it is a chicken and egg and i think you know udemy know about this and it's something they recognize and that the search experience has to get better mm -hmm. the level the marketplace has to become a little bit more level um, and I think the major issue with all of this is it's very hard to surface a course because the search engine isn't actually that good. So the search engine isn't very good on Udemy. Um, you can search for a two-word phrase and you'll get an and result. But if you go beyond that, you'll get an or result. And that's – it's not good. It's not, not like Google. With Google, the more keywords you add, the better the result gets. With Udemy, the more keywords you add, the worse it gets. <laughs> so it's 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 you know so so let's just say you you put um, Udemy email marketing, okay? Udemy will take as a search. Someone puts Udemy email marketing. They'll go Udemy and email or marketing, okay? Or they used to go Udemy or email or marketing and then return those top courses to the top of search so you'd have the top udemy course the top email course and the top marketing course but you wouldn't have a udemy email marketing course mm -hmm. so i think that's the major issue there and i think it's something you're going to see them working on i think that you know they know they've spoke to instructors 
and definitely, definitely going to see um, more. Uh, over time, I think we're going to see a much more level playing field in the marketplace. And I think we need it. I think, you know, Udemy has to be better at surfacing courses. You know, it can't just be about the ones that get to the top, and never drop off the top. It should be about who's got the best courses. And actually, the review changes they did is designed for that. They want to, and, and people get upset because of the, the low ratings that come early on in the course, but that's really designed to help with that. So when someone leaves a low rating at the beginning of the course, that's telling you to me that people actually are not that happy. Mm -hmm. So rather than just being a metric of which sold the most amount and which has made us the most money, it's now about which is actually giving the student satisfaction, which is the one that actually, so you might have a course that's sitting there that over, uh, you might not see it for a couple of months, but after a few months, it might start rising up because your quality score is going to be higher than the one who just sat there on the basis of he's been making the most money for Udemy for the last two years. So the quality score should start changing. They don't share what weight they have on the metrics. You know, there's engagement, there's, you know, student satisfaction, um, there's revenue, there's student numbers. And they don't, they don't share how they weight all this stuff. But I think they're trying to make it so that people can actually find the courses easier rather than keep. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, yeah so Daniel's saying, you know, I find it difficult to surface my course. That's it, you know, but what you're saying does resonate with me. Um, if you haven't done so, Daniel, take um, Scott Duffy's SEO course. Yeah, excellent. That'll really course. help you. Yeah. Uh, that'll help you. Once you understand the search engine, that's really, really going to help. And we have also another question here on the question bar. Any gossip on Udemy roadmap? What about the OV roadmap? Ovi, uh, Ovi, that's my community, and um, thank yeah. you, Rob. I'm going to put a link in uh, there for that right now. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I haven't done that. So, if you want to join the Ovi community, um, yeah, where's Ovi going? Good question. Uh, Ovi going along quite nicely. Um, you know, we're relatively happy. We're we've we've actually enabled a bit more. We've made it a bit easier for people to find it. So I see the back end of it. So there's lots more requests these days for people to join. So it's always in. I'm always encouraging people to get engaged, to put posts in there, and to help each other, to reshare collaboratives. I think what I want to really push on that is more the collaborative side. You know, I think sometimes people use communities just to post their stuff, and that's good and great, but I'd like to see people actually promoting each other rather than just themselves. So that's going to be something that's going to be, I think, pushed more this year. Uh, I just, uh, Olivia has put the link in there for that. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, what we got here? No, no, I don't before. Yeah. Nobody wants to, to come to jump in, in into uh, our into the hot seat in order to ask we've questions. Got, we've got all the shy folk tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that Natalie would uh, would would jump in because uh, she does the same on the funnel community, and uh, well, she's preparing some courses uh, on Udemy. I know that uh, she wants to to do some uh, courses in French, but maybe yeah, she has also also questions in English. Natalie, are you there? Mm -hmm. 
Not yeah, understand. Okay, um, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, I was still, there's never a point here. I would still like you to me to be about education and not entertainment, although I can understand why entertaining is engaging. Um, don't quite understand that, Robin. Um, so if you want to clarify, that'd be Neither great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite getting that one. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, so hopefully, guys, if you've got any other questions, put them in the side. But if not, me and Olivier will start wrapping up. Um, you know, it's been good to be back. It's been good to be chatting. I hope people have found some really uh, useful stuff. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts about on the time that this Hangout, folks. I used to hold Hangouts and Blabs at 8 o'clock in the evening. For those that don't know, um, uh, for the last three months, uh, I've been three and a half months. I took a whole month off um, and then we had, and I had two, two, nearly three whole months just putting all the new equipment in the studio. And I've actually got uh, a video on YouTube showing my studio setup and see why that took so much work. I'll pop mm -hmm. a link in the site there if anyone's interested in that. Yeah, uh, Rob, Rob has sent us a, a, a quite big list. Okay. Ah. Eh rien, Nathalie. <laughs> You're very welcome, Natalie. She's a... yeah. Thanking us for the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me copy this. Well, Rob made a, a summary of our conversation, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Let me just pop that in there. I'm saving that. <laughs> US, uh, it's, uh, that's such a good one. Um, yeah, so... Oh, okay, Rob's saying, it looks like there's more weight put on showmanship and production techniques rather than the content itself, just my opinion. Yeah, it can, I, I can see where you're coming from, Rob. I understand what you're saying. It's like you've got to put yourself out there uh, and you've got a sort of, you know, it's a, it can be about personality sometimes. But with that's what it's going to be like with this sort of marketing and the way we market ourselves. So I think that's just part of it. And we have to try and, you know, put ourselves out there and do that. So new messaging takeaways, one new features, first final contact review response, education program. And that's messaging to engage and communicate, be personable. Number three, these are all from Rob. Yes. His takeaways, responses are public, answer ethically, fairly, don't argue. Number mm -hmm. four, education answers can point to Blabs and Google Hangouts on there. Number five, use 550 pics wide promo Excellent. images. That's the top one, yeah. Number six, get noticed using YouTube forums, promotion. Seven, repurpose content. Get it listed in multiple search engines. Eight, control your content, your coupon distribution, encourage paying students not free. free. That's brilliant. Yeah, some great takeaways there, Rob. Yeah, really appreciate you. those takeaways. Um, there's still a place for free coupons. Don't get me wrong, but I think you just got to control them mm -hmm. a little bit more than in the past where they just went out to the Warrior Forum or wherever and they just went all over because on a premium course, a free course, I don't care, but on a premium course, it can actually affect where you thingy. So, guys, I think we can wrap it up there. I think that's hour and 15 minutes. That's that's quite short for a blab. 
<laughs> yes, uh, I made a blab with the, uh, an author last week. It, it lasted about uh, one hour and a half. We exploded our uh, scheduled time because it was a very, really interesting, uh, good conversation as it is today. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. As, as, as long as it is useful to other people watching, that's fine with me. Yeah, and what I'm going to be doing with this, guys, you know what I'm doing with this? This is going to be a podcast. It's going to be a YouTube video. This is going to get repurposed and put out there. So we've been a little bit quiet tonight. Usually we have about 30 or 40 people watching. I think I've been away for a few months, and so we've got, we've got 12 people. And also the timing, uh, just before we go, I'll get some feedback on that. Um, um, but this content goes out there, and it's going to be repurposed, and people are going to see it and use it. So just uh, thank Michael Wilson says, thanks for everything, guys. Well worth thank the time you. investment today. Daniel says, thank you. Philomena says, cheers, great discussion. <laughs> and uh, is it Natasha, did you say, Olivier? Uh, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. Natalie, this conversation was very useful. Thank you so much. I have so much to learn. But it's those that, that learn that succeed. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you should keep dropping in, Natalie. Yeah, so what I've done, guys, I just want to get your quick thoughts on this. It used to be 8 o'clock in the evening for me, which is 12 o'clock in some parts of the US and 2 o'clock in other parts. So we moved it to half 6, which is half 10, sort of half 12. How do we feel about this sort of time? Was it better at 8 o'clock in the evening? Did we like half 6? uk time how did it work for you guys just leave some comments on the side that'd be great how did you think it was uh for you <laughs> love the length like the time needs more flashy effects and music okay let me just let me just give you here's a flashy effect there you go just for you rob <laughs> and then we can go to my office or we can go into stardust or we can do a movie review. So you shouldn't encourage me. Um, I've just lost Olivier. <laughs> so Olivier's just lost his connection. So it seems, guys, you like the time and, and the length is good. So I appreciate the feedback. And um, I will, I, uh, boy, with new toy. Absolutely. This toy has taken me so long to build, Rob. It's, you know, it's like, it's like, Meccano all over again. The, the people my age will understand what Meccano is. Um, <laughs> so um, it's all worked. We haven't had any hiccups and we've got a whole blab done. So I'm really pleased with that. I really appreciate all of you. I really appreciate you taking the time to stop by and to watch. And um, I look forward to catching up with you in the OV community and in a, another blab. And we're probably going to do these once every two weeks, something like that. From now on in, now we've got the studio finished. So thanks. And I just want to say really, really big shout out. Thank you to Olivier for co-hosting. He's just come back. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> A little pro problem here in Martinique, but it's, uh, well, I come back. I yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, so I was just wrapping up. I was just saying thanks, Vanessa. I was just saying thank you, Olivier, for being the co-host. And uh, I should be doing one in two weeks. And I hope you can uh, hope you can join me again, Olivier, and we can do this again. Okay, with uh, avec plaisir, cher ami. Pas de problème. Okay. okay. All right, then, guys. Thanks a lot. I'll catch up with you again soon.